listening to Around Comics. Listening to Around Comics episode 409. I'm Brian Salazar. With me is Christopher Niesman, and soon to join us will be Thomas Caters. Welcome to the very finest comic book podcast on the internet. Hello. Say welcome to the last episode of Around Comics. Welcome to the last episode. No, no not at all. Just the best. The best, the best episode this week of Around Comics ever. <laughs> I'm just trying to add a little energy. I think I think uh, we don't have enough energy on the show sometimes. I think we gotta we gotta start talking like radio shock jocks. That's how the new podcasters are. They're just real full of energy and they do voices and they're silly and wacky. And hey, man, what's happening? <coughs> You're exhausting me. <laughs> don't have that much energy. No. All right. Well, never mind then. Forget it. Just forget all my plans. How about we? Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. Doing you what the, you just the, keep on the, keeping on. The dulcet tones of Brian Salazar. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, you know, trying to keep it, keep it lively, keep it a little interesting, keep things interesting, man. Keep it edgy. Spend How you doing, bud? How's your uh, week going? Uh, you know, it's going. It's is it, almost over. So is it Thursday? It is, it is Thursday. It's Thursday. Ah, <sighs> yes. I got a haircut. That's did you? Know, you? A little bit. Yeah. You know, got the grays cut out. My, oh yeah, you 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 did some facial reconstruction there. You got yeah, no beard. Got my my baby face. Yeah, back. you look like a whole new man. A whole yep. different. You're like twenty five yeah. years younger. Uh, Marta said it took it took at least <laughs> ten years off off of me. Um, it said I only look like I'm sixty five now. <laughs> the beard was. I mean, the beard was a good beard, but it, it definitely was, did age you. There's no question there. It did it hmm. did? Uh, but it did. It gives you a whole different vibe too. Like the yeah. beard, it gives you a very woodsy sort of, you know, mountain man thing yeah, going on. Yeah, it gives you, it gives you a little bit of that. So it's like that guy's been lost in the woods for a while, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> How's your week going? Uh, yeah, it's a thing. It's a it's thing. A it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. I don't know. It's a, uh, um, yeah. I know that we don't want to dwell on it too much, but uh, I hope this is a nice uh, diversion for people who've uh, been watching the news. Yeah, oh stuff, boy. So. yeah for sure yeah that's uh that's been an interesting uh, our week's probably going a little better than uh the people of ukraine or yes. uh, or joe biden joe biden's having a tough tough week i think <laughs> yeah everybody's having everybody's having a tough week but we're gonna we're gonna talk about fun stuff we're gonna talk about some awesome comics tonight and uh all that stuff i know uh, uh tom will be here in a second he had that uh, kid had a basketball game or something you yeah know, well responsible he, parent his kids are How at that he? age now you know where you just start having to shuffle them around you become basically a cab driver i mm -hmm. mean that's especially if you got more than one and they're active they're doing stuff you're just hauling them from one place to the next that's it's pretty much all you do but i'm kind of past that i had to take my son to uh it, he's such a goofball like seven o'clock or six thirty at night 
Now, normally my son goes to bed very early. He's a very early to bed, usually kind of guy. He, gets, he? he has to get up pretty early for school and he likes to sleep. So he, go, he usually goes to bed pretty early and he'll go to bed and just sort of like chill or, you know, talk to his girlfriend on, on the phone for a while before he actually goes to sleep. But all of a sudden about like 630, he's like, oh, hey, can you guys take me? I forgot there's an open, open gym at school at seven. And my wife and I were like, oh, OK, we'll just you know, wake us up in the morning and we'll take you. And he's like, no, it's seven tonight. <laughs> okay. It's not psycho. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for the warning. So yeah. Like, so no, now. Yeah. Now, right, basically right now. Oh, and my friend's coming too. So can we, you so know, we have to take... pick him up on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. So he's a teenage boy. He is. He's very much a teenage boy in, in every, every sense of the word. Every conceivable way. Yeah. But, Other than yeah. his size, he's a gigantic Boy, he's bigger yes, than he's me. Large he's, large yeah. But yeah, the the rest of the week, you know, Olympics are all wrapped up, and it's it, man, it just seemed like they they came and went. It's like you blinked and they were gone. I thought that it was like, I feel like there should always be like an, another week of the Olympics. Another, you just want more Winter Olympics. I didn't want. Yeah, I, I I have to admit, I watched zero Winter Olympics. Uh, Winter Olympics don't interest me much. Yeah. At all, Olympics don't interest me that much. I, I have yeah, a hard I watched, time with it now. Yeah, I watched like eight curling matches, of course. Well, other yeah. than that, you know, other than that, um, yeah, I didn't, you know, maybe a little super G, um, a little downhill. It was, you know, I didn't even get to watch hardly any, uh, any bobsledding or luge. luge? That's my wife's the skeleton. The skeleton, what's the difference between the skeleton and the luge? I think one you go down head first. The other one, you go down feet first. <laughs> I don't know who the comedian was. I can't remember who the comedian yeah. was. It, it might have been George Carlin or something, but he's like, the luge is the only Olympic event you can win a gold medal involuntarily. <laughs> they can just strap you to it, push you down, and you can win a gold medal. It's now, Apparently, foot position is very important. I'm sure. I'm sure there's yeah. more to it than that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, Olympics uh, wrapped up. Um, Peacemaker wrapped up, and if you want to want to hear what Sal and I had to think about uh, the end of Peacemaker, check that out at ACTV. It's uh, our Patreon exclusive uh, TV and movie wrap up show that we do weekly. Then spoiled with some good TV too. I think we need to be a little more. We we went from super structured on that show to no structure at all, and and I think we need to like. Bring it back a little bit. Gonna to, rain it back in. Yeah, because like we don't, we're not watching the same things at all. And why well, no? Because you don't watch the well, things I watch. Because you, you hate good things. You no, like, it's not that I don't hate good things. I just, <laughs> you know, I like different things. <laughs> yeah. We can watch. Well, we do, I think we just need to pick like at least one thing you know, that we both want. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's weird because uh, I think part of the thing that we're that we're watching and enjoying the the most mutually is uh, Righteous Gemstones. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, brilliant. I'm all caught up, man. I bent oh, the so, shit out of that. Did you Did you see what I was? <laughs> I did talking see the about? trailer scene, and then, then and then did you see the trailer whenever he went yes. to meet yes. his son? I haven't it's all like it. literally. It's literally duct taped together. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't watch the full episode. Yeah, oh, but I saw that part of my, and I just yeah. started laughing again. But it, yeah. the, my favorite part of that was, I mean, obviously the part where he gets in the car and he takes off and the trailer goes all over the place is hilarious. But after he, the way he gets out of the car and storms off, I was laughing so hard at that. It was he just was a so perfect, good. perfect moment. It was, yeah, it was just, it's yeah. just hilarious. It's Walton Goggins is, you know, I, he's, he's 
got some range because I uh, I went back. I had never watched uh, Vice Principals, or I didn't watch it all the way through. Mm. And so I'm starting to watch Vice Principals because I'm kind of <laughs> jonesing for for righteous gemstones, and that's kind of the 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 next best thing. And yeah, totally different character in in, in Vice Principals. Very, very much so. He 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 always makes interesting choices. I mean, he's, yeah. he's always doing something a little odd, a little strange. Yeah, uh, yeah. and and you know, for a guy that. You know, like I initially, I mean, he was on the shield in a very yeah, shame you know, on the shield. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a, a character that he probably, oh, there's Tom. You probably couldn't get away with him playing that today, but for whatever reason, you know, he did. And, and, um, an interesting choice. But then obviously, Raylan was the show yeah, that, Raylan you know, Gibbons. he really, right. boy, uh, he was Boyd, Boyd Crowder. He was Boyd Crowder. Yeah. 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 Um, Walton Goggins. Tom. Yeah. Hi. Hi Tom. Oh, hey, this, Tom. Is, uh, yeah. this is our Walter Walton Goggins moment. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. But he is just. I mean, he's done some bizarre stuff. Like he, it's all you over know, the place. Man. You, and you think like after coming off of like Raylan, like that was a pretty dramatic role. That oh, was just, a, yeah, a just, good, justified, yeah. dramatic character. Like he was an interesting villain, and he is not. You know, stayed to any kind of type casting at all. I mean, he he's a just fucking sitcom. Yeah, yeah. He you does watch all, the he unit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like a single, Classic single, you know, CBS. dad. Yeah, widow. Yeah, widower. Yeah, it was. I bet was like, it's Walton Goggins in a fucking sitcom. I bet he drives his agents crazy because oh, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure he gets all sorts of offers for more typical stuff. And no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go play yeah. this sixty-five-year-old yeah. uh, gray-haired uh, evangelist <laughs> on, the, on this HBO show. You know what I mean? Like what? Miracle okay. What's character name? Baby Billy. Baby Billy. Baby Billy. Uncle Baby Billy. What's that, Tom? Cure. The, yeah, the, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just uh, we were just kind of talking about TV and some stuff. The week, the week that is. Mm -hmm. uh, the week that was. In television, Ed, this is the week that was. was. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, enough TV talk. Once again, you can check that on ACTV. Uh, yeah, let's talk some comics. Comics. Read some good comics. Uh, yeah. Can I start? I, I can start. Yeah, I, I think there's. I think there's like three or four that we all read. So. Yeah. Well, I wanted to lead off. I mean, I know. Uh, yeah, we we read a few, but I wanted to lead off with Ghost Rider because I'm a big Ghost Rider. I've always been a Ghost Rider fan, and I don't really think I've enjoyed a Ghost Rider book since somewhere in the '90s, maybe like Midnight Suns, <laughs> kind of. Oh, I what you didn't like Jason Aaron and um, was it Tony Moore? Uh, it didn't feel like they were on it, it was, long. It wasn't memorable. If, if that okay. is all I can say. It wasn't. I mean, not that I, I don't think it was fine. I just don't find. I don't remember it. Literally yeah. don't remember it, so I don't fi feel like it really stuck with me. Uh, I feel like that. nothing sticks around long enough. Yeah, right. To like ever make much of like an impression. Of right. Like, we need more Peter Davids. Damn it! <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. three hundred like, runs. <laughs> That's an interesting. Like, we we could do a whole episode on that sometime of just like, you know, who who are the guys that do long runs anymore? Like very few. Yeah. You know, Jason Aaron's been on the Avengers for quite a while now, but you know, even then, so, I mean, Dan yeah. Slott was on Spider-Man for a long time. Yeah, that's, for sure. Well, that's on like, and off, and, and too, he right? Went, 
Mm, he had pretty. I he, he was a consistent. Straight run. Yeah. Well, anyway, anyway. your definitive ghostwriter, then your definitive ghostwriter created. I mean, I, Doug Mensch and, and when, yeah. when it was, you know, uh, Doug Mensch and, and gosh, I can't think of who was uh, doing the art then uh, or doing the writing then. Um, shit, I can't think of who it was. I don't know. I'd have that's to, the, I don't. You, you talk about, you know, memorable. I don't know if I could tell I you remem- a, a ghost I, writer story. You know, I remember enjoying the, the, the era of... Um, you know, Danny Kitsch as ghostwriter. That was, okay. I, 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 when that came out, I thought that was a cool revamp of the character. Mm-hmm. I was never, I mean, I like Johnny Storm, but I always thought it was sort of silly. Blaze? Blaze. Or Johnny Blaze, Johnny Storm. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Blaze, Storm. you're correct. Wrong uh, flaming character. Yeah, wrong, wrong flaming Johnny. Wrong flaming Johnny, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like Johnny Blaze, but I didn't, I always thought it was kind of a silly character. And then they, when they brought Danny Kitsch, Kitsch mm-hmm. in, Kitsch. I felt like that was a cool revamp of the character, and it felt like, oh, this is a ghostwriter I can kind of dig on a little bit more. It was a you know a newer kind of bike. He looked, mm-hmm. he was wearing more of a you know a uh, a more modern leather jacket. He was seemed a little bit yeah. more badass, and so he I really got as much of a seventies character. Exactly, and yeah. and and Johnny Blaze is very much that. He's he's evil Knievel with a flaming skull. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what yeah. that character was, but. Since then, I don't really feel like they've done a whole lot of stuff that I've enjoyed or that's been memorable with it. Um, and they brought back Johnny Blaze. They've brought back Danny Kitsch. They have a new, uh, I can't think of the character's name, uh, Ramirez or something like that, yeah. uh, is the newest ghostwriter. Oh. Um, oh. Oh, and he drives a car. Them? Yeah, he drives like a car. flashes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of them. It's like flashes and Batman and Robins. <laughs> but but this was sort of like another. It's a Ghostwriter number one, and uh, it's Johnny Blaze. But it is a very different Ghostwriter to me. This was the first time it felt like this felt like a horror book. It, it felt like Swamp Thing. Is what yes, it felt like. the, yeah, yes, right? it felt. Right? It, I mean, to me, it felt like a modern, if you will, elevated horror story like a modern horror movie mm-hmm. from you know uh one of these you know the studios of blumhouse or something that are putting out you know sort it was of good creepy it was, it was creepy, creepy and 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 right. you weren't um i mean you kind of knew what was going to happen you kind of knew what was what was happening or what was going on to some degree mm-hmm. i feel but it really felt creepy and odd and, and way different. It actually felt like a monster book, like an actual horror yeah. book. And I don't think of fucking, the, Ghost Rider's fucking ever eyeball yeah, at, looking yeah. out of the sky. I mean, that's one of the creepiest panels I've seen. Some John Carpenter thing action in there, right? Yeah. A little, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little body dysmorphia kind of, yeah. you know, gross, gross stuff. And and yeah. he's, you know, it's a curse. It's you know, this isn't something that uh, you know. While Ghost Rider may go and, and serve for vengeance, Johnny Blaze is sort of cursed with it. And and they've touched on that, I feel, in the book with the character over time. But this felt like, you know, I, I honestly, you know, was just sympathetic for the character of like, wow, this this sucks for him. This is not fun. Yeah. Um and then you get a cool, awesome flaming skull ghost rider dude at the yeah. end, which is which is awesome. Um, but yeah, just I really enjoy it. Like I I started reading it and I was like, eh, another ghostwriter story. I'm probably, it'll probably be fine. I'll like mm-hmm. it just for, you know, nostalgic reasons. But then I read it and I was just like, oh, this is really good. This, this is, 
by far the best ghostwriter story. I mean, I could see yeah. this being a movie or a TV show. Like this is a perfect opening for yeah. a ghostwriter TV show. But it also kind of read okay as a one shot. Uh, yeah, that's true. Right? It did. Yeah, right? yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, because it's, it's going to be into the next story on the next next issue, right? The Swamp Thing comparison to me is very apt because it does feel like sort of like setting up Ghost Rider to have sort of like, I don't know, like a story around him as opposed to like, you know, the, the sort of the way that Alan Moore treated, um, treated Swamp Thing where all of a sudden now Swamp Thing's part of something maybe slightly bigger and there's other characters that like... Right interacts with him that could be good or could be bad or you know neither like they have their own motives and like he's got his little space in the universe where he exists and like like it feels like like a jumping off point with midnight suns and i think that was what i enjoyed Mm -hmm. about that they brought in a lot of different characters that sort of were part of the you know the midnight Sun's mm-hmm. universe, if you will, and it had its own sort of like little Son of Sam, and yeah, there was all sorts of characters in and out yeah. of it. Son you of know, Satan, sorry, Son of Son Satan. Of Satan. Son yeah, Satan. what was the Blackout was one of the the main villains. Yeah, and, and it's like the, it's Mar- Marvel's Bronze Age horror character. Yeah, right. It felt very like like uh, what was, what's that show that ran for seventy five seasons? The Supernatural. Like mm-hmm. a, you know, to me, it, it, Midnight Sun had a very vibe. supernatural vibe. Um, where you know this, yeah, could have that same sort of thing, where like it's its own little slice of of the pie. So yeah, Make your own little, your own little, you know, creepy ghost writer universe where uh, there's deformed monsters and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I was very... honest, I was surprised how much I like this. I mean, it's kind of it's Hellblazer on a on a motorcycle. Well, you know who wrote it is Ben. Percy, you know okay. what he wrote that we enjoyed, and he's coming out with volume two uh, with Brent Schoonover is uh, Highway to Hell, the the trucker. Oh God, this uh, is the, oh, it's the trucker so writer, the same same writer. So he's oh awesome. He's, we're gonna get some trucker. Action. <laughs> yeah, that's you, what we're you know, you know there's gonna be a trucker storyline there. Ghost Rider <laughs> is gonna encounter a trucker. I mean, it's always like Ghost Rider to me is like a character amazing. who's like. He's like the classic um, design beats all story. Yes. Like, yes. it's just like, it just He's looks cool. fucking rad. It's like a flaming skeleton on a motorcycle. And, it, and very rarely does any story like ever go beyond that. Right. You know, it's very like yeah. everything. You know, I don't know. Everything's unless, like an, unless like that's an elevator pitch. Cage. Yeah, yeah, it's an elevator pitch. (laughs) Yeah, where it's like, you know, so many times there's so many ghostwriter number ones or whatever, and it's like, this is the elevator pitch. This is 70s ghostwriter. This is ghostwriter, you know, if, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of some weird examples, but I can't think of any. You know, where it's just like, yeah, yeah, or it's just like, and that's what these six issues are. And then it never really like kind of, evolves sticks. yeah it sticks beyond that it's just kind of like here's my ghostwriter and then like all right that's and, and yeah. it, it, it never somebody goes somebody else do it <laughs> yeah it's never I bigger like the, I like, yeah i like the uh it's the, never bigger uh, than the design the ghostwriter western origins which is 
That's actually a, oh the know. original yeah the, the yeah original the original Ghost, Ghost Rider on the, the horse original. Um, <laughs> no, I think you're absolutely right. I, like it 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 is a really cool design, and like you know, let's be honest. When the book first came out, when Ghost Rider was developed initially, it was hey let's cap let's capture the the people that like motorcycles and stunt you know and evil can evil yeah people people that are did not grow up in the seventies. Don't understand what a big deal Evil Knievel was. <laughs> like this guy that jumped fountains yeah. with a motorcycle, and in cr his crashes were the biggest part of it usually. But yeah. uh, every, every kid, especially every boy, had an Evil Knievel toy up. of some sort. <laughs> yeah, yep. he, well, he it was, was the, it was the it was the pole strip one. Remember? Oh, the, the pole strip one. But I had the wind up one. <laughs> okay, I had yeah. the pole strip. We did. I think wheelie. I had a helmet at one point. They make them again. They you can actually get them. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, Evil Knievel was gigantic. So Ghost Rider was just you know, hey, let's make a character. You know, I'm sure it was classic. Comic. You got to do it's it. The most classic. <laughs> the most classic comic book. Let's put him like, on a motorcycle and it's we'll a give him a flip. <laughs> a flip. It's like a human torch on a motorcycle. You know, like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. He'll have uh, a big chopper. And, uh, it's a spirit of vengeance. I don't know, whatever, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever exactly. reason. It's the just like the dumbest, <laughs> the dumbest comic book. Like, well, oh, whatever, we'll just and, do it. And yeah. 80 years later, it's you know, still around. Like, what's, your, yeah. what's your Ghost Rider pitch? What's your high concept Ghost Rider, you know? I actually had, a ghost, I had a ghost Rider pitch I pitched to, to uh, Tim Seeley. Uh, mm -hmm. For actually, it was more about the Midnight Suns and that whole universe, and like I had mm -hmm. a whole kind of storyline uh, for it. But uh, yeah, he's he he really liked it. But the 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 problem was it was mostly to do with Lilith and um, like a bunch of female characters. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, unless you have a female writer, Marvel's yeah. probably not gonna, not you know, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who how knows? the hell did Ghost Rider end up in the Defenders? By the way. It, just, what, what they a just threw team. everybody. I mean, it was just the defenders is just like whatever. Who do we got left <laughs> over? Who do it we was, got? It's what Hulk, Doctor Strange, Strange, Ghost that's Rider, what makes the, that's Valkyrie, what makes the defenders, and fucking great. Iceman, right? Yeah, they just like they had to throw an X Man in there. Just like I don't know, whatever. It's like a nine-year-old kid put it together. Like it's what's great yeah. about the defenders. It's like I don't know. I got these five guys. <laughs> like toss them all in. I guess this is it. Makes no sense. Who cares? Whatever. Ghost Rider, uh, following the Western title, the first superhero Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze received his own series, June, 1973. Penciler, mm -hmm. Jim Mooney. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Roy Thomas and Stan, I think created. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say here. Motorcycles. We, all right, Roy. We just need some motorcycles. I want a guy who can jump stuff with a motorcycle. Oh, so what do you swing. think? Yeah, I don't know. How you know, Stan was like, "I brought, I brought you here because you know what the kids like. You know, you're the you. You got that long hippie <laughs> okay, hair, Roy. Roy. <laughs> yeah. What? What are those pot smoking kids into yeah. these days? Uh, yes, Ghost Rider. So yeah, it was. But it was. I. I'm very much looking forward to the second issue, which has been a long time for a ghost writer book for me to, to kind of say that, I think. Uh, Sweet. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was, it was better funny. than I thought it would be. Yeah. I thought it would be like most ghost writer issues where I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. And then I forget about it because it's just like, doesn't stick. There's nothing. Speaking of, um, Sticking? good first issues. Oh. <laughs> did, did, um, 
Um, did the second issue of the the new uh, Swamp Thing Black Label book come out? Is, is Lemire right in that, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't, know. All, I don't I think we think all so. really like that first issue. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have not seen it. Yeah. yeah. Unless I missed it, but... I'm, I'm fiending. I need it. Mm, mm, can't ever get too much Swamp Thing. <laughs> little swamp thing little swamp thing uh i gotta i have a i have a story for the around comics roundup uh, mm. that, I, that i'll be doing I'm, I'm gonna be doing i'm gonna be trying to do don't it's a new play. segment do you have a new stinger no it's not a new segment it's gonna be an actual oh. new patreon exclusive oh. i'm gonna try and do a quick like half 20 minute half hour podcast episode where it's just me sort of uh giving a, a roundup of comic book news Did it- Oh, just read a lot of press releases. Well, I've, I'm curating it. I'm curating it, and I'm writing really bad jokes to go along. It's gonna. I'm trying to basically do a you know a, uh, a Saturday Night Live uh, weekend, weekend update yeah. with okay. really horrible jokes. I may need Tom to punch up some jokes for me though. I, oh, you know, no. I need him. I need him. <laughs> I need some uh, weekend update punchlines. Tom, come on. It's going to be a lot of Sal. You can't say that. <laughs> no, I can say anything. I can say anything on Patreon. Well, it's not appropriate. Yeah, uh, uh, five dollars. I will say this: paid. there is there is at least one Bill Cosby reference in the first. No oh, God. <laughs> so you've already gone there. Yeah, you. I'm starting off already off right. gone there. Yeah. Bill Cosby uh, must have had a comic book at some point, like a. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. What was the what was the show he was on uh, with the Fat Albert? Guy? No, no, not Fat Albert. Oh, uh, I Spy. Show? The great no. I, oh, I, I do remember I spy. I spy, but the one before that was like it, it was a basketball coach. He, but oh. it wasn't Bill Cosby. wasn't the basketball coach. So the white guy was the basketball coach, and oh, what the hell was the name? What ah, I can't think of the name of it. The white uh, John, this is what I need John Suntress here for. He would he would know this. The White Shadow. I think that was it. Actually, was, it, I think, was he on the White Shadow? I maybe not. Maybe I'm just imagining that he was on if, the White Shadow. I don't think he was on the White Shadow. No, he wasn't. Oh, all right, my my memory is terrible. I, I, I gotta look this the up. White Shadow. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, you know, if there's one thing I know over all these years, it's become very clear to me. It's that. We absolutely have no idea what we're talking about. Let's face it, guys. We are not experts. That's why it's a good thing that this episode is brought to you by Experts Exchange, the original technology community. If you're in IT, listen up. This might literally be the answer to all your problems. I know I'm not the only one who's been stuck on a problem at work. We've all been there, and we all do the same thing when it happens. We Google. We search online or scour Reddit or some other message board, and maybe we find some random dude on a random forum who posted an answer to our question 10 years ago. And we just have to trust that he's right. If you trust the wrong person, you could be putting your organization and yourself at risk. I mean, this guy could be a psycho. You never know. Mm-hmm. What if I told could you... He could be lying. He could be he lying. He might not know anything. He might... <laughs> He could be a complete fabricator. Yeah. Uh, what if I told you you didn't have to trust some random psycho, Tom? Okay. Yeah. What if there? What if there I'm was a group? It. Yes. What if there was a group of people you knew you could trust? That's expert exchange, okay. or EE, as I like to call them. 
Experts Exchange is a community of thousands of tech professionals who have been helping each other solve problems for 25 years. Their members are highly accomplished with titles like Microsoft MVP, Oracle ACE, or some other thing that I don't understand what it means. But you don't have to be an expert. Blackberry champion. <laughs> he's been he's been there for yeah. a long time. Yeah, a long they just time. let him sit in the corner, and you yeah. know, if anyone you have a Blackberry really question. You got a BlackBerry question? Uh, no, still no, no, still no BlackBerry no. question. <laughs> uh, no one can be an expert in everything. That's why you need to surround yourself with people you can trust and not complete psychos. Right now, listeners to this podcast can join EE completely free for seven days. Just go to e-e.com to get started. That's e-e.com and let them know that Around Comics sent you because we don't know what the hell we're talking about. But they do. Yeah. So there you go. Did you find out? He was <laughs> never on the White Shadow. He was not on the White Shadow. Okay. He was never. Yeah. No. Never. Uh, was never that about a, a really tall, really pasty basketball coach? Yeah. No, that's the show I was thinking about. Yeah. There was some show where he was like a teacher, and it was him and some white dude, but I don't know what it was. I, I mean, that could have been anything back in in those yeah, days. Yeah, I mean, like, that sounds like a lot. Of, a, <laughs> a lot, lot of shows. shows. A lot of yes. shows in the seventies were a teacher, two different teachers. Well, I actually feel better about the seventies that there was a show called The White Shadow and Bill Cosby was not on it. I actually no, 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 no. kind of feel good now about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh yes. What else have you guys been reading? Boy, um, um, Tom King. Is it, He's pretty good. It, shouldn't, it wouldn't, you know, it shouldn't surprise me at this point because I know that Human Target is going to be good, and then I've got to like stop in the middle of of that comic and say, "Slow down." No, I did start the, over. This was and, the, and, this was the ah shit, goddamn it, Tom King issue for me because it was like yeah. it was that same thing. I, I did the exact same thing. I, he, like, I what is happening he, in this? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, just, and I, I, lo I love that Tom isn't afraid to challenge his readers to really stop and soak in every panel of these books. That was you. You had to pay attention to reading that. Well, I mean, it's such an interesting sort of way to tell literally a moment in time. Right, you know, uh, in a, in twenty two pages of a, a comic that goes back and forward in time and through all these and merges, and you don't really understand what's happening until the end, and mm -hmm. then you and I read it twice and it's like oh, right. once I figured out what was happening, I read it again. I'm like wow, this is so good, like it's so well done. But you have to get through it, and it is. It's like Tom is not afraid to challenge people because a lot of people, myself included. I mean, if I was in a different mood, I would have got about halfway through this book and be like, "I oh, fuck this. I'm not, I, I don't know what to I can't, I, I can't, I don't have the mental capacity <laughs> yeah. to dedicate to this book right now. I'm too sleepy or whatever. You know, it's, yeah, I, I, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And it's one of those, it will read better the second or third time that you read the issue. Yeah. And that, that when <clears throat> comics can cost like five bucks a piece, you know, um, I I think it's fair to kind of demand stuff that you know that has some rereadability to it. And you know that sounds silly, but I, I feel like I, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like I get value whenever I'm reading one of Tom's books. 
Well, there's true artistry going on yeah. in this issue. I mean, in a lot of his stuff, but this is one of those issues where it's like, okay, you're elevating the art form. You're you're using comics for, you know, we talk about it, we've talked about it before. Comics, you can tell stories that you cannot tell in any other medium. It, it won't work in a movie the same way. It won't work in a novel the same way. And this story wouldn't work in any other way other than a comic book. Like it's, it's, you couldn't do it any other way. You couldn't tell it the same way in any other medium. It just is not going to work. And it's like, that's pretty rare these days. You know what I mean? Like that, you don't see someone putting that type of craftsmanship into, into their work and he keeps doing it. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. I, I don't know how I feel about finding out that the Martian Manhunter fucks. <laughs> and not only that he's kinky about it he's a little yeah he's, he's this got guy a kink. this guy he's got a kink he's got a kink and he's also doing it with a co-worker yeah, there's a guy. lot of sh- there's guy? a lot of shit done yeah. back with that right he's got fucks you know what i said <laughs> <laughs> yeah but also also i felt bad because we we also found out that he cries after sex he does yes yeah. he does well how yeah. how are we how are we in 2022 talking about how much we loved a comic book that had this very real scene about Martian Manhunter crying after after sex. Because we've read everything else. Right, <laughs> you know? Right, like, right. Tom finally went there. <laughs> finally went there. Yeah, but it's it, like... But it wasn't cheap. It wasn't... You know what I mean? Like, it was an interesting... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know... I mean, it could have easily been sort of tropish or comical in the idea that Martian Manhunter has sex with a character that can kill him and that turns him on. You know what I mean? And it gets him hot. It gets him hot. It does. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes, but he played it straight and and yeah, and yeah. you know and it was it was for it a It could purpose. have been like a gratuitous Oreo joke or something. <laughs> yeah, or like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It could have could have easily been something a lot and but it, it it was part of the story, the bigger picture of the of this issue, and yeah. sort of the you know the mind meld that was going on. Which I just like I said, when I read it the second time, once I realized what had gone on, and I always do this is what I I I have to te- teach myself to remember with Tom King's work is I get caught up with details in it that don't matter as much as I think they might matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I start to think. Who is this character that, you know, this Aaron or whatever her name was, you know, and who is is this raw character that they're referencing? And it's like, I don't know. And it doesn't really matter. matter. It it doesn't. I mean, maybe it'll matter at some point, but Tom will let me know if it matters, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I get hung up on those things and I think I confuse myself even more. But once I kind of let that go and just go, just read the story and, and he's doing it all for a reason. Trust, trust the king. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Martian um, Manhunter, this guy. Yeah. He, yeah, you know. You know and we talked about it before. You know, one of the things with, with Tom is that he he pairs with amazing artists. And I mean, the art on this just continues to just absolutely blow me away. Oh yeah. It, it, Greg Smallwood uh is terrific and perfect for this title. I mean, it's a perfect yeah. pairing. 
Yeah. Um, it's I, I I still I keep wanting to to think that the story is taking place in the 50s. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> right. But it, it's this it's this weird, weird mid-century modern, you know, DC universe in the present day. You know, it's yeah, it's amazing how he's crafted visually that that world. Uh, it makes me think, have you guys been reading any of the Grant Morrison stuff on his Substack? I have not. Is okay. it is it uh Worth or, well, worth no. or... Oh, yes, it is. Uh, it just it made me think because at the same time, like the same day I was reading this, I was reading his, um, he has a big thing on there about Superman and the authority. And like, he sort of like talks a lot about like, you know, he had been trying to get out of, you know, his time was sort of over in superhero comics and mm-hmm. sort of like, yeah, I'll get out of that and do that. And, Superman and authority being like his uh, his attempt to like uh, help DC avoid just like straight up making Superman a fascist and, <laughs> and like but anyway there's a part in there where he talks about he's like when Dan DiDio like pitched this idea to him and he was sort of like Grant Morrison sort of like exasperated and he's like the fact that you know that the one path forward that so many people can take with Superman is like, let's make him as awful as we are. Is such <laughs> a limited, I'm paraphrasing. That's not exactly what he right, said, but it's right. sort of like the gist of what he said. It was like, there's a lack of imagination on our parts to constantly think that the only, the only story that we haven't told yet about Superman is that he's awful and he's as bad as we are. And like, um, I, uh, it was just funny to read both of those at the same time because it was it's interesting to read like uh, I'm enjoying Human Target a lot and then it's also like a little bit of like part of it's also like ah, I you know like there's elements of it too that like unsettle me in a way which is neither good nor mm-hmm. bad but also of like uh, Martian Manhunter. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sort of like yeah, exactly. I'm like, eh, like, like I'm, a un- I'm a little uncomfortable with this. I'm a little uncomfortable with that. I'm like, yeah, is that necessary? Is that feels? I'm gonna compartmentalize you know, that and put it compart- over here for a while. It's black label. I'll put that over there. Right, right. Yeah, but it's just funny to they haven't ruined your childhood. Read those two things yeah. in the same day. Not that I, I think having Martian man enter have sex is the same as like, let's make Superman a bad guy. But just like, I've had those differing thoughts in my brain at the same time as like, you know, uh, I guess that's my way of suggesting that you read the Grant Morrison Substack stuff. I, I will check it out. Interesting. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, I was going to say we can talk about Superman being a bad guy because there's another book that we that we read and oh, he's getting ready man. to be a bad guy. Yes, a very evil, not not good for the planet. That that why book is, is why, why is this book so good? I it it feels kind of like a guilty pleasure, but well, I, which, I really which fucking book is love this book. Uh, DC uh, versus vampires. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I have to say, to bounce off of what Tom was just saying, there is a part of me. That, you know, and while I know this is just sort of like an alternate universe story and it doesn't really count and in, in, in all that thing and, and none of it really matters. There's a part of me watching Hal Jordan be 
this duplicitous evil fucker yeah. of a vampire yeah, right? right it's it's and especially what he did to to barry like that was there was a part yeah. of me that was hard to, to read that was a little difficult I'm like, like, that, uh, hey, they've I made hal into a bad guy before i know but that and, and i didn't what like that either what was that I, what was that called what was that character? uh parallax, uh, parallax. Made yeah. Yeah. yeah um he but this was this is I mean, yeah. I mean, there's something sort of delicious about the whole thing. Uh, you know, what I, I think mean? making it vampires it makes it kind of silly. Yeah, as opposed to like, as opposed to like, as opposed to like, nah, this is like serious yeah. comics for adults. Yeah, you can just kind of have, yeah. <laughs> have fun you know? with it. But the, but but the fact that they make you know, it's not like. I mean, how did like, someone with a giant fucking blender? He did. I mean, so it's not. That but he also like is he, there's machinations, there's cruelty to his mm-hmm. to his work. It's not just simple, you know. I mean, and it's just like, oh no, not hell, hell. not not hell. Toys, ex toy salesman. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, they turn bad. They, adjuster. They they go really yeah. bad. Sure. Yeah, it's insurance a tough life. sales, sales truck driver. Uh, truck driver. Yeah, but I yeah, I just continued to and the, the, so there was a there was a mix of artists on this, right? Like all the Suicide Squad. Um, oh yeah, that scenes. was um the artist from uh the we did a trade talks on Al Ewing's We Only Find Them When They're Dead. Mm. Um yes. the same artist, I'm trying to think of his name. Darn it. Oh. Trade sitting around here somewhere. Hold on, here it is. Or her name. I'm not even sure if it's a he or a her. Yeah. Um, um, Simone DeMeo. Yes, did the did the uh, the pages with the Suicide Squad, and they're beautiful. It's sometimes it's hard to tell exactly what's happening, but it looks pretty. You know what I mean? Yeah, DeMeo has a very. Um, I mean, it's super colorful, and there's a lot of like, like whites. It uses a lot of whites to to denote like bright light and and that sort of effect. So yeah, sometimes it's a little, you know, just really. Um, there's a lot of motion to it. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a lot of sort of, and it does make it a little confusing sometimes, but. Really pretty. It's like very hard to yeah, tell yeah. where you are sometimes. Like, yeah. In to the characters. It kind of yeah, where, where, like... where is the camera? Where is the camera at? Yes. Yeah. Because they, they, I'm going to say, because once again, I still don't know if it's a man or a woman, uh, picks very interesting angles to to draw things out. It's usually something very skewed, some sort of Dutch angle or something, or, you know, it's, it's rarely ever straight on, you know, or just a common angle. So, yeah, that adds to it for sure. I wonder yeah. why they chose to do that in this book, though. Like, why put another artist? You know, was it necessity so, or was it? No, 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 yeah. Like knowing how the sausage is made, sometimes um, it could be like, oh, you know, you're running short on time. Oh, well, there's two stories going on here. We'll get someone else to to do that one. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know if it was a time constraint or if it right. was a you know, editorial or creative decision. Cause it didn't, Cause really it doesn't, it doesn't have to be done by a different artist. Exactly. Right? It didn't feel like narratively it was, it mattered like, it, you know, like it was in, intentionally like something they were trying to, to denote. It was a different 
place or a different time. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't far enough away from the regular, no. the other storyline that it needed to be. No. I will say, and I the, read it as happening concurrently. The King Shark uh, panel was pretty. Hammer awesome. Hammerhead King Shark is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty. It's cool. like the okay. is- yeah, you know, yeah. So you know, it's like it's not you know that's not that character you know that's not the style guide. So they're taking some liberties. I love Hammerhead King Shark. <laughs> Hammerhead all the way from now on. That's that's who should uh, he, he should look. Um, <laughs> The other, uh, the uh, Matt um, Otto Schmidt is the main artist okay. on on the book, and I really yeah, been really good. Fallen in love with. He has a, a, a almost um, like Ren and Stimpiness to some of his characters, like the facial expressions mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, they're all very superheroy. Yeah, but there's something and he can different. do scary too. Yeah, oh yeah, very well. yeah, yeah. But it, but he he has. Like there's times where like there's a character face like that's straight out of a cartoon like that's a very cartoonish, you know, kind of face and I dig it. I mean, I, I think it's I think it's cool. I, I like it. I like his work a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun book, man. I enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, it really is. I I, yeah. I caught up on it. I didn't I didn't just watch. Or I, I was a couple issues behind, but I I, I caught up on it yeah. completely. And it's actually I, good yeah. story. Yeah, it's it's yeah. you know it's like. Marvel, you know, uh, zombies and, and all those, or, or we, you know, we talked about like the, yeah. the maestro books or the wastelanders. It's all that stuff mm-hmm. where it's like, they can do whatever they want. This is yeah. alternate it's the end of the world. Yeah. And they, so anything can kind of happen. And it's sort of fun to see that because, you know, these characters have been around for so long that you just, you know, it's, it's neat sometimes to be able to see things that even if they're, you know, go back to being the regular way you get to see it you get to kind of play out that alternate timeline it's fun stuff yeah. i used to hate that stuff now i kind of really like it it's kind of all i'm reading or listening to the um you mentioned uh wastelanders i'll give up kind of a full recap when it's done i think it's episode I don't know six out of probably nine or ten but the wastelanders black widow podcast mm. that that Marvel is doing it's it's really good. It's I mean, it's, Susan Sarandon is doing the voice acting for oh wow for, yeah for Yelena. You know it's seven huh? it's seventy year old Black Widow because it's like thirty years in the in the future. Uh, uh, who played Michael on The Sopranos? Uh, Michael Imperioli. He's uh, he's one of the voice actors on it. So I mean they're they're not skimping on talent on these. Hmm. Hmm it's that's cool yeah it's yeah it's very cool and uh and the stories are they're weird i mean it's 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 obviously like you know dystopian future marvel Mm -hmm. stories so they're weird um but yeah but but really cool we've entered a post-continuity portion of our comic fandom where we no longer care (laughs) yeah about it doesn't matter like what's happening right yeah yeah, who's uh, who's uh, Earth B named after? Is but with Bob, Bob Haney? Yeah, I like Bob. Bob I, I want to do. I want to make a shirt that says "Be like Bob Haney." Be you like know, Bob just, Haney. Whatever. Just, We're gonna have Wildcat. Just have fun. Yeah, yeah, just go, man. They're comic. I don't books. care. <laughs> I think part of it too is like you have so many of these characters in so many different properties too. Like you can't possibly try and 
you know, even what, what is canon any longer? You, you know, it's like, are the movies canon uh, compared yeah. to, they're way more popular, way more people watch the movies than read the comics. So is, yeah. you know, are, is Spider-Man, you know, the, the movies more canon than, than the, the well, books? I or? think, I think you, you described mm. canon as kind of like a Gordian knot at one point, I think. Yeah. Where I mean, it just becomes so unruly that you can't make heads or tails of it. The, so only, the only way peacemaker you know, you that I respect is the original <laughs> comics peacemaker. It's the only the Charlton the Charlton. So Charlton the Ken, <laughs> Did anyone notice dumb. the the Charlton News um uh van in the Peacemaker finale? There was a Charlton News van. Mm. Yeah, Charlton I think oh, it was God I think it was Charlton news five or something like that I just had, and it was that's, the colors it was like the yellow uh, that's james gunn being awesome yeah that's yeah. what that is for sure, the, for sure. The, is he such the, an, do you know he's engaged to uh the actor that plays harcourt oh i did not know that yeah yeah uh, so yeah i mean it's the original character is again an example of just like Let's just—it's let's just do this and see what happens. It makes no Listen, sense. We, uh, we got to put something on the stands. People are buying man, books. We just got to yeah, put, yeah. We got to have something, man. Uh, this guy mm -hmm. is, uh, fights for peace. That's uh, messed up. Let's do that. I mean, yeah. let let's. He loves peace so much. He's willing to fight for it. Almost yeah. every comic book publisher started by literally reprinting comic strips and just yeah. throwing it out there because people were so ravenous. For comic yeah. books, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what you put on the no. stand. You were going to make money. It did not matter. So yeah, character like Peacemaker is just like just put something out. I don't care. What I don't have time to edit this. Just put it out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But now, like I mean, yeah, you got to give James Gunn so much credit. Like he took that character and John Cena. Like he took a guy. <laughs> have you guys? Have you seen <clears throat> the the blooper reel? I haven't watched out? it yet. I yeah, I have not. Cena's. Fucking hilarious! He's pretty funny, dude. He's, he's funny just in the like, show, and he's really funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I yeah, was gonna I say mean, that's oh, where go you gotta protect that IP, guys. Because yeah. You never know when you're gonna right? get. <laughs> yep, I am Groot. You gotta keep um, that. Yeah. I was going back to DC vampires. I did want to say one other thing was, uh, if they ever want to have a successful Green Arrow book, they should really hire. Otto Schmidt and and Tinian yeah. to do it because this is the best Green Arrow since like the what was the one yeah. with uh, Jock? Jock. Yeah, yeah, that, Jock and, yeah um... like the coolest Green Arrow. Like, oh, he seems like a real badass in this book, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's most oh, most of the time. That um, it's the guy that wrote the Losers, um, Diggle. But, yeah, Andy, I haven't Andy... seen anything from Andy Diggle in a long time. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's doing yeah. TV and stuff, and yeah, yeah probably, yeah, probably making more money. He's getting making more money. Doing yeah. something else. I like his comics. Um, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, Green Arrows, he's awesome in this. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I, I think, I think it's a really fun Batman. He's he's a really he's a dick. Yeah. But <laughs> it, I really dick. like their Batman a lot. I would I would read a Batman by them. Absolutely. Tinian, I think, is just he's he's become if he if not becoming you know he's already i think become like a really really top tier writer in comics mm -hmm. right now like he's that guy i don't know i don't know much about him you know I, i've been kind of following him a little bit uh but like i like all of his stuff everything that he seems to do is is pretty good even if it's stuff i'm not necessarily interested in off the bat like he's such a good writer 
that you know he he uh, he's becoming a guy that I I absolutely will follow with whatever he kind of does. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <clears throat> Do you guys uh, that with the, go ahead? Uh, do you want to hear some listener email? <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. it. I love listener email. Uh, well, for, uh, the first thing I want to mention, I don't, I don't have it in front of me. I forgot to pull it up, but there was a there was someone on Twitter that tweeted mm-hmm. to Tom. I saw about how thanking him for talking so much about the righteous gemstones because it got him to watch it and absolutely loved it. So I, I don't show. have. Yeah. It was a, yeah, we've, we've been talking about that. A I, bunch I, I second that because I always, honestly, I kept passing it over and just never, never took the time to watch it. And it's literally my favorite thing on TV this year. I watched like the first half of the first season and stopped mm-hmm. watching it. And then Tom talked about it and, and convinced me how good it was. Even though I kind of liked it, I just didn't, I didn't quite. Yeah get into it as much and then after ta- after he talked to him, i'm like okay i'm gonna go back and watch. and then i was just like oh yeah this is fucking awesome yeah it's this really, yeah. It's really good. i mean i think it's like also um it's funny because it does it sort of reminds me of um peacemaker a little bit in a way of like um it's funny there are really mm-hmm. funny parts to it but uh it, ha- it is surprisingly substantive in ways that you would not expect it to be, right. you know, where yeah. Danny McBride's kind of like built this sort of like epic family tale that has sort of like the themes of like, you know, what happens when, you know, like I, I, I saw something the other day where someone was like, Oh, the righteous gemstones is a really good uh, exploration of the uh, after effects of the excess of the nineties you know, of like what happens to, you know, like um, like a group where someone becomes super successful and then what does that leave their children, right? Like the kids of people who've, you know, like um, have achieved all this stuff and like, is that, you know, like an interesting way to think about where our culture is in a way of like, we're still, are, are we all... Um, inside each of us there's a gemstone kid and it's simply which one are you which one one? are you jesse are you kelvin are you collecting muscle men's or are you i'm a lot of judy there's a lot of judy yeah a lot of judy you know where it's just like there's like interesting he finds a way that it's funny but like there's Mm -hmm. things in there that are substantive i just just want your attention tom yeah, <laughs> I just want, yeah, I just right? want your attention. Like, I want your love. And it, it's sort of epic in that sense. In oh, you're Jesse, Sal. Let's, yeah, let's, I was going to say it's pretty on. easy to. Yeah, let's just let's just move on. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm, but like, does that mean that like Tom a, is Kelvin? Kelvin, class in my muscle men's. <laughs> no, I mean, Tom but is it's BJ. like Tom is it's, Tom is BJ. Tom is BJ. Yeah. yeah. All I know is that fucking scene or that episode where he comes out in the in the baby onesie thing, the, like the the romper. Holy yeah. shit! Not that a onesie, was... it's a romper. Men's fashion isn't just about separates. Yeah. They, they... <laughs> that, that line. Oh. That line. Yeah, too good. It's like a, yeah. I oh, mean, it's shit. because there are things in that show that are really funny, but also like it's sort of. Uh, I don't know. I think Danny McBride's like kind of a genius 
and yeah. this is like the most genius thing of all the genius things he's done. Yeah, he's yeah, able. I told, I told to... Tom, I, or I told uh, Sal, I went back and I was watching uh, Vice Principals, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. It is he's leveled up on this. It's just it, he's he's writing at a different level than Vice Principals was, you well, know, or even he's he's bending down. It's interesting that you know, like everything he's ever done, he's he basically is a horrible person. But he must be the most like introspective, self-aware dude because he's able to sort of, you know, present that and analyze it in a hilarious way. Like you know, yeah. I mean, it's like right. Like, are you caught up on the second season? I I haven't watched the last episode yet. The one that just came out. uh, Yeah. Well, I mean the. There's there he he has a way of making that character Jesse is like, uh, he's a fucking moron, and he does all kinds of dumb shit. But there's also a part of you that feels empathy for him because yeah. he wants he just wants to like grow up, right? Yeah, and yeah. like he can't because like his dad will always be there, and mm-hmm. nothing he owns is his. Like it's all you know like it's it's all very all all three of those characters are very typical siblings just taken to extremes yeah you know what i mean (laughs) the the first one jesse he is constantly in his father he's the firstborn he's constantly in his father's shadow but yet he's above the other two the middle child constantly just wants attention and the last one is just always an infant. You know what I mean? Like inf- it is just, yeah. The last one just collects mu- muscle men, muscle men. <laughs> and that's just what it, that's just what he does, right? The God Squad, Kelvin's God Squad, God, the God. giant cross, the, carrying the giant cross. Oh, uh, Keith! Oh, that right fucking is. character, Keith, fucking cracks me up. Keith, that, there was an uncomfortable uh, frontal male nudity scene yeah. with him. How how like, what's his name? Uh, the guy who plays uh, Kel. He he gets naked almost oh, the, every. Divine, divine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every uh, he does I, not need an excuse uh, to get naked. No, and it's the most awkward. Like, are they gay? Are they? <laughs> yeah. They, no. Yes. No. Maybe. Oh, it's it's. Funny. I don't know what's going on with these two. You know, it's. I uh, did. You know, I did before we went too further. I did want to say Sean Wheatley did chime in about Bill Cosby. He said Cosby played the role of Chet Kincaid in the Bill Cosby Show. He was a physical education teacher at a Los Angeles high school, a bachelor, and an average cool guy trying to earn a living and help people out along the way. It ran for two seasons, fifty-two episodes, from nineteen sixty-nine to nineteen seventy. So that's what I was thinking about. Oh, I do- mm. and I I bet you in some of those episodes, the dude who plays the White Shadow is in that. In the, I Probably must have got that. Yeah, I got in the role, but yeah. how, how many women did Chet Kincaid roofie? Oh, come on. Chet Kincaid wouldn't do that. <laughs> Bill Cosby would. All right. All right. On to right. listener email. Uh, this is uh, titled, uh, the subject line is not so super spunk. And this is from Thomas Mallory. He said, assuming Superman 2 is canon in any way, shape, or form, Kal-El's voluntary depowering so as to knock Big red boots with Lois would have rendered his Kryptonian kid creamer as normal as anyone else's. Ron Jeremy probably blows his load with more force. <laughs> this is going back to last episode mm-hmm. where I did the mm-hmm. dissertation on the acceleration and volume. Yeah, of yeah, fucking started. What have you started? Uh, regardless of whether the movie is canon, given the Kryptonian science is considerably more advanced than Earth science, 
it uh, is really beyond the possibility said science couldn't be used to ensure safe for the mother conception. Hell, Lois probably mistook the reds, uh, probably mistook the red sun lamps for Kryptonian mood lighting and not Cal's attempt to protect her uterus from exploding like a porn version mm. of the chest burster scene in Alien. Clearly, I put even more too much thought into this than Mr. Salazar has. True. I mean, I'm I salute you, sir. I think the true answer is is that I mean, Superman does things constantly all the time. He has to modulate his own, you know, like physical activity constantly, or he would rip doors off of. So he has control over his his ejaculation like that. He has that type of. I would. I would say. I would say. Mm-hmm. I will. I'll, I would. I will take the Grant Morrison path and say that <laughs> I, I'm. I'm going to give be- Superman the benefit of the doubt that he has that level of self control that <laughs> that uh, the mortal men do not have. Well, it's funny because because this can bring us all the way back around to Human Target because apparently Ice does not have that ability. Uh, no, she she can't help herself when uh, yeah, no. you know she gets things get cold when she gets yeah. happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, our second one was from Michael Gordon. He said, "Hey, great podcast! Thanks for helping me get through the pandemic." Uh, family and I are looking to move uh, at a move from Southern California to the suburbs of north of Chicago, uh, mm-hmm. but LA has a comic store in basically every town. How is mm-hmm. the comic store scene in the Chicago area? Any recommendations? Lots of options for back issues. Is the weather really that bad? Uh, also, let's start there. Let's start there. <laughs> uh, also, baseball question: Is it realistic to imagine that I can hit a Brewers Cubs games from the North Shore, assuming there is a season? Thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, so we'll, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Why, yeah absolutely. You yeah. could go to either. You could go to Brewers or Cubs games uh, yeah. conveniently, pretty conveniently from there. More, more Cubs games, I would think, depending on how yeah. far north he is. But yeah, but cheaper to park here. <laughs> Oh, this is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cheaper, cheaper. If you're in the north suburbs, you can make Miller Park in about an hour or 20 minutes. <clears throat> probably take you about the same to get to <laughs> Wrigley Field, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and get parked. So, yeah. Um, uh, next, is the weather that bad? Uh, yeah, it's it's fucking terrible this time of year. It's cold. Yeah. I don't know why you're shitty. You're moving yeah, from Southern yeah. California. Yeah, it's cold. It's yeah, yeah. It, it we I can't lie to you. It sucks. I, Tom I, is not I'll wearing trade. that hat. Tom's not wearing that hat as a fashion statement. It's cold in my basement. It's cold. Yeah, it's I have. I have. Here. I run. I ran a heater in my basement for an hour before the show, and I'm sitting on a heating pad. That's how cold yeah. it is in my basement. And yeah. I have the hot the heat on at like 74 now, degrees in my yeah. house. What's the what's the what's the um, email? Or comic name? book stores local uh, North Shore. Uh, any good comic book stores? Uh, what's the comic book scene like? Um, uh, yeah, obviously in the city, we talked about Dark Tower and Challengers <laughs> forever. You know, Quimby's for a lot of indie stuff. There's Graham Crackers all over the place. Um, what uh, uh, Terry. Uh, Terry's store up in um, uh, Edgewater, Thir- Third Coast. Third Coast, Third Coast Comics. Comics. Yeah. There's, yeah, I don't know how a, far north he, he is. You know, if he's you know, if it's Evanston, you'd have Third Coast Comics. Mm-hmm. There's a place called uh, Grand House or something. Yeah. Alley Cat Comics. 
Yeah, is, there, it's uh, a good it's a good comic book scene in Chicago. So don't yeah. worry about that in the yeah, city. You, and, for sure. Yeah, and if you're yeah, and uh, and if you're just uh, around like Northbrook, check out the Chicago Curling Club. It's a no. great way to get through that shitty weather in whoa, the winter. Whoa, 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 they're not paying for a, a sponsorship. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the other question? Uh, I think that was it. The baseball question, mm-hmm. the uh, weather, question. and the and the comic book question. Yeah, that was yeah. that was that was them. Yeah. Recommend he just yeah recommendations for comic book stores and um, lots of options for back issues. Definitely, if I mean if you're gonna live in Chicago land, I mean you got to check out Dark Tower and Challengers. Mm-hmm. I mean yep. you got to go to Dark Tower simply because that's where we started. And yep. it's it's a like a, it's too. it's a national treasure at this point. It I mean, it's it's basically uh, it sacred. Is, I think I think the words that you're looking for are historical landmark. That's right. Yeah. When are we getting the yeah. plaque around comics founded here? <laughs> 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 yeah, All right, historically um, significant. Yeah, cool. Do we have uh, we got anything else? You know, one thing that we didn't do that we that we talked about last week because we didn't have anything to talk about and we ended up talking about a bunch of stuff and not getting to it. Uh, the Doctor Strange two trailer. Oh, um, yeah. And we don't have to watch it, but thoughts on that? Just uh, reactions. I did do a informal a po- Twitter poll on it to see. I wanted to see which of the Super Bowl uh, trailers that people were most excited about. Um, yeah, and, yeah. and oh, uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I can't remember what they were now. It was it was Jurassic uh, Park, Doctor Strange, and there were there were a couple others, but yeah. um, Doctor Strange far and away everybody was most excited yeah. about that. Sure, yeah, everything. It, it looks awesome. Yeah, it looks wacky. I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of like uh, rumor who's going to be in it because of all the multiverse kind of stuff from Wolverine and all three Spider-Man supposedly, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, who knows what, what else it should be. I don't see. I you know, I mean, yeah, the Patrick Stewart, you know, rumor. I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's obviously him, but um, they've already bridged that universe. They bridged the X-Men universe to the MCU um, already with Quicksilver. Well, he wasn't Quicksilver. What do you mean? That wasn't um, technically Quicksilver. Was, I, I mean, that wasn't. That what that character was not Quicksilver. It was the actor, but that was it not was Quicksilver. The actor. And she, yeah, she. It wasn't. I think it. Yeah, I. I yeah, no, I I'm considering that. No, that's played played territory. They've already they've already merged those universes. No, no, that was a that was a that was a meta fiction. Yeah. Oh, okay. you know, toy. So it, wasn't, it makes it, no sense what you're saying. It makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't it's the opposite. Okay. It's the opposite of what you're saying. The yeah, joke was that it wasn't. Yeah, they made you think it was him, but it wasn't him. It was the actor. And it was her brother, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was a guy that lived in the town. It was oh, just some dude, right. right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, they right. no, they but, they played us. They yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We you know, it was cool, but it Fuck, wasn't. And a year and a half later, I finally get it. Yeah. Oh wow, my goodness. Oh my god. You were this old when when <laughs> we explained to you. <laughs> I'm shocked that I remember that, <laughs> to be yeah, honest. Yeah. Like I know that, that that's something I actually recall. But yeah, that yeah, that was not actually uh, Quicksilver. Okay. Yes, you're you're correct. I, yeah, they, I stand. They, I stand corrected. They played you a little better than they played everyone else, but they they mm. played us. They played yeah. us all. 
those the is like yeah. they figured this out already quicksilver <laughs> showed up because like... when you're saying it, i'm like what when where who where did they do this <laughs> No, yeah, almost. Yeah. But yeah. oh, that's you know, it reminds me. It's you know, we talked about Marvel Zombies, and that was the book that actually linked the six one six to the Ultimate Universe. Yes, I believe that is correct. Initially, the original yeah. Marvel Zombies was uh, yeah. Well, because that's they ended all up in like Ultimate Fantastic Four, which was I. One of my favorites oh. out of the Ultimate series. You just reminded me of something. What mm-hmm. the hell did I read? I read something else this week that had. Oh, never mind. It's it's. I did read something else, but it was completely oh. different. I'm 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 going to be on another podcast. I think this weekend. I was invited on Four. to. I like people keep asking. <laughs> me. Uh, I don't, there's some dudes from Britain and they talk about comics. I can't even think of the name of the show. Um, but they asked if I like, they just talk Tally about ho comics. <laughs> they talk about um, one book uh, per episode, like one trade or something. No. And so they, okay. they, they had, I don't know if they had a list or they just kind of told me what to, uh, to do. And I'm hoping I'm still doing it because it was so long ago that we scheduled it. Um, but it, I'm doing, uh, we're talking about Daredevil Yellow, the Tim Sale. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah. And um, uh, I just reread it. And they're, they're, one of my favorite Fantastic Four appearances is in that book. Like Tim Sale just does such a phenomenal job uh, of, of, it's like two pages of the Fantastic Four, but it's like so iconic looking. The yeah. way that he, I love his art so much, but that's another well, I, guy I would buy, buy anything that he puts on the stands. And oh, it's, I sure. feel like I haven't seen Tim Sale in a long time. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. He was always one of the guys that we talked about the possibility of him coming to Windy City Comic Con mm-hmm. because we had a connection with someone. Was it, yeah. um, uh elephant man uh comic craft oh yeah start yeah starkings i think yeah. that was the connection and he kind mm-hmm. of always teased that it was like he could he could get to and i'm like mm-hmm. yes get us but you know unfortunately we stopped doing, doing yeah, that kind of, yeah. that would have been for years that would have been for year three it would have been amazing but it's called, uh, we would have we would have killed each other the, yeah well the nerd impact podcast is is the show okay. i don't know when the episode will be out i just did another show um called uncanceled i have no idea when that episode is coming out i talked about um the show um uh karen cisco which was a spinoff from out of sight with carla Mm -hmm. gugino so i talked about that for about an hour and a half with them so sooner or later whenever these episodes come out i'll let people know and they can if they want more of me talking about crap yeah i don't know but yeah there you go cool all right we all good tom tom you look like you've had a long day Mm-hmm. We're gonna been... get you out of here. <laughs> We're gonna get you out of this in one piece, Tom. We're gonna <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So yeah, we've got um, uh, last shout out for uh, for the Patreon stuff. We've got uh, a new Tom versus coming up. Uh, we've Soon. Got, 
ACTV uh, morphs into Kbilly Supersounds this weekend, where Sal and I and our good buddy Will Pfeiffer will talk about Kill Bill Volume Two as we go through our our Quentin Tarantino, our year of Quentin Tarantino. Um, weekend yeah, gotta, weekend mm-hmm. update with Sal. Look for so, the, yeah. that on Patreon this weekend. Hopefully, I'll yep. have it. So, uh, check all that out uh, patreon.com forward slash around comics. Love the listener emails. You can reach out to us at info at around comics.com. Um, yeah, is that it? Is that what we got? Um, I thought I had one more thing, but I can't. Oh, uh, is next week are we doing Wolverine, the, the trade talk? book of the month yes trade talk wolverine so, uh mm-hmm. old man logan yeah that's next week so All right. yes yep yes so we'll talk about one of my favorite favorite mark miller wolverine stories and uh yeah it'll be awesome True. um yeah so uh that's all next week uh uh so go get that uh you can get it on hoopla or you can order it from your go every comic book store is going to have that book all right uh we'll be back next week to talk about uh wolverine old man logan in the meantime in between time we'll be everywhere in and around comics comics